This is a HeadGum Podcast. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Cheryl, we... um. We have some exciting birthing news <laughs> on this episode. Do we not? It, Do is, we not? it is. We it is. Well, it's not birthing news because <laughs> it's. Um, some people call it breaking news, but we call it birthing news. But that this sounds like one of us is going to have a baby. Well, <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're at our prime. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're using this introduction <laughs> to tell me to it for a baby announcement yes. <laughs> on the vow <laughs> on the vow part two. That's how we break the news. Cheryl, Cheryl, and I are having a baby. <laughs> we adopted a child together, and we wanted you guys to be the first to hear about it. <laughs> uh, no, let's get into the episode. Let's get into the episode of the vow part two. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hi, Cheryl. Hey, Tig. <laughs> Hi, We're Cheryl. back. We are Part back. Part two. We're back for more. Part two of The Vow. Mm-hmm, on HBO. I'm assuming that people, I guess there's probably some people that didn't listen to part one. They're they, just tuning in for the first time. Yeah, or people might not even be tuning in because they follow the movies. They might just be listening. For the why are people listening? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Why are our numbers going up because, and not down? Because it's <laughs> it's nonsense. And I yeah. guess people need that right now. People need nonsense right now. And we're here. To help you. Serve it up. So, yeah. Do we need to do a recap? Yeah, I um, think we should do a recap. All right. Then do a recap. Okay. What is this? So, this is a documentary called The Vow. It's a docu-series from Academy Award-nominated and Emmy-winning directors Jahan Nujame, I hope I got that right, and Kareem Amir. 
It follows a number of people heavily involved in the cultish self-improvement group, Nexium, and explores the downfall and eventual criminal prosecution of the organization and top-ranking members, including ugh, influential leader Keith Raniere. Was that all off the top of your yeah, head? Yeah, I just thought of that as I went. Uh-huh. You're good at recapping. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm sick of Keith Raniere. Are you? Oh, that guy. There's a lot of people that are not sick of Keith Raniere. It is. It's true. So just to catch everybody up or refresh your memory, this Nexium cult, people didn't know they were signing up for a cult. They thought they were signing up for this self-help improvement um, do you think Keith knew from the get-go he was starting a cult that's or a he was question. trying? Thank you. Um, and I am taking questions today. Um, <laughs> or do you think he started to realize his power and how people were kind of responding to him? I think you're right. I, I think he started to realize his power. I think that's a good way of, of saying it. He's so, he's so, what's the word? Like a sociopath. He can't mm-hmm. really, uh, he doesn't have a real connection with people. He doesn't really care about people. He really mm-hmm. just cares about himself. Mm-hmm. And he's a narcissist at his core. So he just started realizing, oh, people are admiring me. Um, I'm going to keep driving that home and telling them to keep admiring me <laughs> and yeah. to follow me. And he's bold and he, tells people how smart he is and people believe him Mm -hmm. and he just started you know he did start this following you know what it reminded me of have you ever been to like for me it was acting classes but probably any kind of class or any if you've ever had a psychiatrist or psychologist that you start to admire and in my acting classes we would have a teacher that everybody just wanted to impress the teacher like every and they wanted to hear every word this teacher had to say. What did you think of my scene? And the more sort of salacious the teacher was, you know, you have some that were like, "Well, you were you were good, but just watching that scene, nobody would want to fuck you." And it's like, "Oh, what? Tell me more. What do you mean?" <laughs> but you know that sort of thing where it's like, "Wow, this person is I- you're not, I you never had this. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I kept thinking the more you talked, I would find something to where to? I, well, yeah. Cause I mean, I'm a high school dropout mm. and then I, um, didn't, uh, I don't know if you can tell through my work, but I don't have training as an actor. I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of well, what about like I a would... comedian? Is there a comedian that you know was sort of a a ringleader or somebody who you admired? Oh, my earphone just fell out onto a snare drum. <laughs> what did that just land on? <laughs> I have a very hard table in front of me. Anyway, um, but what about? Have you had like in your lifetime? Was there a comedian that you looked up to that you that you admired and you wanted to hear their notes and you sort of wanted to um, I don't want to say impress them, but just be in their good graces? Sure. I mean, yeah. And was there ever a time when they would say something that was like sort of shocking or titillating? 
somebody that pushed the boundaries that was like, whoa, they're pushing the boundaries and it's scary, but I'll lean into it. I don't know. I, I'd probably have to think a little more. For some reason, it's not. You can't, you don't, you don't respond to it. I guess so. I mean, maybe that's why. And you feel like you couldn't have ended up in this Keith Raniere situation. I feel like right? I could not have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once again, it's easy if you're on the other side. But but there were so many f- red flags like we talked about. Like the first time somebody said, hey, pull over and take a picture of your vagina and send it to me. I'd be like, ooh, uh, I'm out. Cheryl, would you though? <laughs> We keep having this. <laughs> I it, it is it is fascinating. Like I I think about because again I said it in the first um, part one how smart yeah these people seem and it has so it clearly has nothing to do with intelligence. No, no, you're right because I watch the rest of the series. First of all, I never want to watch another series this long for this show. This is a long one. This is so long. And you told me it was long and you said there were a lot of episodes that didn't need to happen. And I thought, (laughs) she's probably being harsh. And I am here to say, (laughs) first of all, I felt like three episodes were just watching people drive around town. Oh my God. I'm like, how many times do we have to get in a car? Where are we going now? There was, where are we going now? Lots of driving shots. There were, there were shots of them flying in a plane, sitting there looking I didn't need, I, I, oh my gosh, I, there were too many driving, a lot of walking. Whoa, your voice went really walking there. (laughs) There was a lot of walking. There was a lot of walking. Let's be honest. This could have been two hours. I would have been fine with a four to six episodes even if they really wanted to push it, you know, like a six episode, like a tiny streaming season, six episodes. Right. Nine. It was. Two I nine. I really got to the point where I was like, "Oh my God!" There's another episode. <laughs> there were a lot. Of, there were a lot of feeling, and of course, if feelings are important, but people really like to talk about their feelings a lot. I wanted them to drill down on the story because it's a it's a mm-hmm. fascinating story. Watching this, I find it interesting. I wasn't completely drawn to it in the way that others have been. When I watched The Staircase, Mm -hmm. I felt like, okay, this is a long run, but every episode was a twist, a turn, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, shocking. And and it was building. Mm -hmm. Whereas this, I felt like, and I really am not meaning to judge the filmmakers or... Mm -hmm anybody's story or involvement it's just i i feel like it could have been shorter and it just didn't draw me in the way that i think it drew a lot of people in uh, i know they have another season coming out no and Do they? yeah another yeah se- there is a second shut there is a second up there is a second well a season. lot has happened I feel like I could have read the news article. That's not true because it is interesting to get to know the different people. Yeah. Like, you know, Sarah and... Um, Kristen and Mark Vicente. Yeah, all of them. And Bonnie. Right. Right. But I feel like I'm already more interested in the second season. What? I am... Oh, my God. Okay. Wait, you are too? Uh, no. 
If, if, oh. if I never hear Keith Raniere's <laughs> name again, I'm, I'll be fine. I am like, I feel like I'm done with these guys. <laughs> That's so I mean, I think people are drawn to it because the people in this documentary that did become part of this cult, they did not know they were joining a cult. Yeah. I think you can see yourself in those people. So you're, you're watching uh-huh. someone like Kristen and you feel like, oh, she seems normal. Like, I Uh understand her, and she wanted to better herself, and I get it. So I think between that and between watching this guy, Keith Raniere, who's like put... Quit saying his name. He is, he's Keith Raniere. He is Keith Raniere. He is Keith Raniere. And he wears the headband and the knee pads and the shorts to play volleyball with his hair in a ponytail. Well, those are volleyball, that's a volleyball outfit. Well, he looks ridiculous in it. You just described a volleyball but, outfit, and you're but, you, you're acting like he wore a clown suit. Because it felt like it to a yeah, volleyball. Yeah, that's what he looked I like. I hate volleyball, by the way. I, I hate like volleyball. volleyball. Is amazing. I don't know if you maybe you haven't watched the right. Why don't you join a cult? <laughs> it sounds like you are teed up for a I, cult. I cannot stand why? it because I hate and. Well, I don't need to be spoken to well, like that. Well, I'm shocked. Um, and well, appalled. I'll tell you something. Stephanie and I, she and I connect in the weirdest places in life. And one of them is our hatred for volleyball. How is that possible? What is there to hate? I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. We both hate all of the talking and communication. You know, where you have to set up and spike and all of that. It's like, please. And then then the ball hitting your forearms, so painful. So painful. I don't know that you've seen the right volleyball match. Is that what they're called? Matches? I don't know. When you watch people that are really good at it, they mm-hmm. can... Yeah, I've seen it on TV. I, I've seen it. And I've seen people at the beach. Like, It's not that I am not familiar with volleyball. Stephanie not only knows how to play every sport, she knows the rules of every okay, what sport. What sport do you like? Soccer. You don't think they're saying, hey, over here, to the left. I'm putting it in. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, I don't know the... I don't know the I didn't know you were such a soccer <laughs> aficionado. I, of course, there's communication, yeah. but with volleyball, there's like a script. There's, it's like you you set it up, you do this, and then you you can't jump out of order. You have to do all. You can of only these. hit it three times before it goes over the. Y- yes, and soccer, you can kind of run around, kick it, do whatever you want to do. Just get it in the Let's goal. Let's agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're wrong dead wrong about I think this was one of our nastier fights <laughs> how volleyball i think you're way off and and it's interesting because i'm the one that hates to watch ranieri play volleyball and you seem to have liked it i did not like watching did you him. like his outfit I, no but i was saying when you described his outfit with such disdain yeah, it, it was as though he was wearing something that did not make sense for volleyball and i hate to support this guy here but um i'm on his side he wore the right outfit oh a headband and knee pads oh. and hair in a ponytail okay so just to reiterate he would ask his quote-unquote followers to come watch him play volleyball from like midnight to 
6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning. When did these people sleep? I don't, I don't know. Not only do I hate volleyball, if, <laughs> if, how disgusting if he invited me to go watch him play volleyball in the middle of the night. I just, I have no patience for that. But he is wearing the right outfit. Okay, so. I would love to see him in pigtails, though. Oh not just God. a ponytail. That, that, I feel like I could throw up right this second, just thinking about that. Do it. <laughs> Maybe it'll help our numbers. <laughs> So one of the things that really sort of catapulted Nexium into a different mm-hmm. stratosphere because there were a lot of negative things written about them. People seemed to be on to Keith Raniere at some point. And then mm-hmm. the Bronson, Bronson, am I saying it right? Um, sisters, they, Rothman, Bron, how do you say their names? Rothman. Bron- Keep working on <laughs> <at> it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> The Seagram's sisters, they arranged for the Dalai Lama to meet Keith. And this really signaled to the world that he was legit. Okay, but you know what it signaled to me? What does that say about the Dalai Lama? The Seagram's sisters? I know. That was so disturbing to me. So disturbing. It's that celebrity money power thing that the Seagram sisters can get the Dalai Lama to come meet this volleyball player. That was um, just, I found that disturbing. Why don't we call him the volleyball player? No, he doesn't deserve, no, he doesn't deserve that title because I respect volleyball players in a different way that you do. So I would never consider Mm. him to be a volleyball player. Okay. I I just wanted it to go on record. Okay, but I will say that bothered me where I yes. started to think the Dalai Lama is... Can be bought. Yeah, yeah. It was disturbing. And did the Dalai Lama sign a release form to be in I this I was movie? wondering the same thing. Do you think when COVID's over, we're going to watch these movies together? Because it seems like we're wondering the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! You mean we'll watch the documentary together? No, I think it's better if we do it in a different room, so I don't hear your, you know, little sidebars with Stephanie. I don't need you guys like ouch. I don't need you guys curled up ouch. on the other side of the couch like a team up against me. That's what. It yeah. Means. Well, you know what? We don't need you and Bobby all <laughs> curled up on the other side of the, <laughs> the room on another couch against us. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we we go head to head as couples. It's t- this has turned into a very argumentative. It's a very nasty couples <laughs> viewing party. <laughs> Just real. Okay. <laughs> I like that word. I'm just whispering to Bobby because I don't want you guys to hear my thoughts. <laughs> um, you want to hear Keith talk to the Dalai Lama? Not really, but I mean, go but ahead. We should... Press play. Okay. I want to apologize. No, I, the things written about me are not true, to the best of my knowledge. Chris. The factual information is not true, but it is my responsibility. And I do want to change that. So the Dalai Lama is just sitting there Somebody listening cool to a friend. volleyball player. It's not a volleyball player. Defend the, himself. Uh, ask me, is it their reservation? And they request me, I should not go your place. This is very controversial. Okay, let's be honest. This is hard to understand him. Are you understanding? 
I mean, is it... I did. I had did trouble he... understanding him, but why would you pick a clip? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, wanted to, I wanted everyone to know that, yes, it was indeed the Dalai Lama. So we're just, well, people believe that it's the Dalai Lama, but why would we use proof in a clip where we can't understand him? Well, I thought it was interesting that, that Keith Raniere was like, oh, by the way, Dalai Lama, I've done some real bad shit, and people are saying I did, but I didn't. I'm I'm very confused and and upset by this Dalai Lama element, but it also is a reminder to me that we're all human beings. That's true, and it's crazy to put people up on pedestals in certain ways and forget. Are you talking about the Dalai Lama? Are, are you talking about Keith Raniere? I'm talking about the Dalai Lama because I was very upset yeah. by that. I was just like, why, why is he sitting there and wasting his time with a volleyball player in pigtails? You know, doesn't he have something better better to to do? do? Yeah. But then you go, it's a person. He's a person and he's, he's a guy, right? He's a guy. So we'll forgive him for this. It'd be weird if we didn't forgive the Dalai Lama for this. That's like, <laughs> well, I don't know that he cares he or does. anyone he's cares listening. whether we forgive the Dalai Lama. I don't think he's he, looking for our forgiveness. He, he, but I just wonder if he has any shame around. You think this. he's seen the documentary? <laughs> Do you think he's like, <laughs> I don't know with this guy now. You know, I don't know what's going on with the Dalai Lama. I don't know if he's sitting around watching the Housewives of Hollywood. Yeah, I think he is. You know. Okay, listen. So. Mm-hmm. At this point, great clip though. You're welcome. At this point, um, <laughs> now Mark Vicente, remember Catherine Oxenberg, her her daughter. <laughs> I still can't get over <laughs> throwing to that clip <laughs> and then interrupting it, saying I can't understand it. <laughs> Why did you go to it? Uh, to be honest with you, I, okay, when you're watching, when you're watching the documentary. The words are um, captioned underneath when yeah. he speaks. Yeah. So you can, yeah. because the accent is very thick. I yes. forgot that I couldn't understand. <laughs> I feel like this happened when we watched... Um, <laughs> the octopus teacher? Not, oh. Well, that, but then also the party that never was. What was oh. That movie? oh, you threw to a clip where it was like the sun setting or something. <laughs> Or a boat sailing by. Anyway. No, I like the octopus teacher clips where it's just un- underwater noises. There's, like, there's no dialogue. They're underwater. An octopus swimming by and we just hear... This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month.
Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. <laughs> okay, okay, listen, I'm at, we've got to get this train back on track. We don't really. We do. Some people, there are two okay. people out there that want to know what happened. Nobody paid for this. <laughs> However, everyone's paying dearly for this. People have better things to do. I mean, somebody's working. Well, the Dalai Lama doesn't doesn't have anything better to do than to sit down with a a sweaty volleyball player. So Catherine Oxenberg, her daughter, India, is Mm. in this cult, right? This young girl who was in her early 20s. And at this point, this woman, Kristen, who was in the cult, and Mark Vicente, who was in the cult, Bonnie, who was Mm -hmm. in the cult, they go to the New York Times and they say, look, this is what's going on. It's bad. They're branding young women. Um, We think there's sex trafficking going on and you should write about it. Mm-hmm. And so they team up with this writer from the New York Times. Should we toss to an octopus clip? <laughs> you know what I'm about to toss to? Barry Meyer, who is assigned, I guess, or volunteered to write about it. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because, it, it, once again, it goes back to who would fall for this? Who would be involved in this? Who would be sucked into it? And this is what mm-hmm. he has to say about self-improvement ideas. Okay. He's walking down the street. He just opened a door. The wind is blowing. (laughs) He's still walking. I don't think Ah, that someone signing up for self-improvement or self-help is a horrible thing or a bad thing. I'm so incapable of self-improvement, okay, that it just doesn't appeal to me straight up. (laughs) Right? It's like there's no hope for me. There's just no, nothing that could be done, even if there's some self-improvement program that actually worked, it wouldn't work on me. <laughs> it's that simple. So I'm like protected from this shit. That sounds like Larry Because Davis. I'm fucking helpless. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he's, he's the perfect guy to write this because he cannot improve himself because he's, beyond help yeah i like that he's immune to he could never be part of this cult because he's like he's immune to help yeah he's like yeah i'm not why bother yeah i i just always go back to not fully connecting to this story maybe if the main people 
in this series would have examined themselves more. That might have interested me. Their history, what led them there. Oh, God. You want, it, you want it longer? You want this thing longer? <laughs> no. Is that what you hope season to, two is? <laughs> but I mean, to fill in this amount of time that we spent, because it's beyond just self-help. Right. As much as the New York Times guy says he doesn't need that or wouldn't, you know, whatever he said, you know, everybody can improve and a lot of people seek to be better. Yeah. But then to go off a cliff in this Once way. Once again, just like boys say, there's sort of a, um, a mob mentality, like the whole group is doing it. The whole group is moving mm -hmm. forward. So you're in the middle mm -hmm. of it and you're like, well, I guess I'll just move forward. What yeah. I think is interesting and why people are drawn to it is that the crimes that were committed are serious crimes. They are serious they're serious crimes. crimes. And they're also very gray. There's a lot of gray area. That's what I thought, Tig, until I watched, and I don't mean to talk about another documentary while we're talking about this documentary, but mm -hmm. I watched Seduced on Stars, which mm -hmm. is also this story, but mm -hmm. really told from... India Oxenberg's point of view, and they drill down more on the charges that yeah. he faced. And it was sex trafficking, embezzlement. I mean, pff, I'm not going to remember them all, but it was just like, it was serious. Um, oh, absolutely. I'm just saying, I think this guy is guilty and there's no part of me defending him. There's just this elusive grayness to the way it's set up. Oh, you mean this documentary? Or the way he set the or the way Keith The Renieri. way he set things well, up. Well, that's what is that's what's very striking about it because even in the charges, there are lots of coercion, mm -hmm. which to me is hard. How do you define that? They had branded these women with his initials. And he, first he said he had no idea. He didn't know anything about it. But there's an audio recording of him saying, yes, I want them to be my initials. I want you to brand the girls and I want you to get them to ask for the brand just so later I don't get involved or whatever he said. Well, you know, it reminds me of, and I won't say any names, but mm -hmm. the... um comedian mm -hmm. who masturbated yes. uh in front of other people do you want me to say the name would or no? always mm -hmm. there's no need to okay uh litter upon okay. litter but um but the idea that oh i always asked right right you know as though that it's like why are you asking right <laughs> let's back up a second why are you asking right that? right well, that goes to to coercion, right? Because it's if somebody more quote unquote powerful than you is coercing you to do something, is that legal or illegal? You know, and Keith Raniere at this point has naked pictures of these girls. Some of the women started running out of collateral, like as they called it, which was really blackmail. He was blackmailing everybody there. He started mm -hmm. running out of it. So these women would make up stuff about their families, like horrible things yeah. about something that their dad did to them when they were younger or just really hideous things. And they would submit it to their quote unquote master. So whoever the 
girl was that was her master and she's her slave. And then it's so crazy because you look at it and say, oh, gosh, there's a master and slave dynamic. But then the slaves want to become masters. Right. And they do. And then they get slaves. Right. I'm saying like you can look at the slaves as. Victims. Yeah. Yeah. Victims and sympathy, which everyone is. Right. And it's so complicated and crazy. No, it, 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 yeah. It's the cycle of abuse. Yeah, because they were abused and you would think and, you know, it's not linear, you know, because you think, oh, if you were abused as a child, of course, you're going to grow up and not abuse a child because you know how hideous it is. But yet that's not really what happens. That's the conditioning. I mean, it's not always. always. Of course not. not. That If you are abused, you always abuse. But it is for sure a possibility that you will unless that cycle is broken. Yeah, colors your mm-hmm. life and, and how your thoughts are formed. And so, yeah, it's weird because you're right. Because when you're watching it, you think, oh my God, if I got involved in this and then I was a slave and then I was made a master, I would tell my slaves, you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Did you find yourself feeling like that? Well... No, because I oh, couldn't even put myself I know. there. I, I was, I just, I kept, that's where I would fall short. But I also really don't want to sound like the foolish person that is saying. It could never happen to me. Yeah. 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 I'm just saying I just didn't relate, but I can track it all and I can see what they went through, what, what was happening. I just didn't fully relate it's astounding that he was doing this in plain sight Mm -hmm. i think is also part of it around the world with such confidence such confidence most cults and i'm not a cult expert by any means i know that's shocking really but you i always imagine them like in their own little bunker somewhere far away from other people and he with long hair dressed like like a volleyball volleyball player. player But he had beautiful people all over the U.S. and in Mexico, and it was just, it was on such a large scale. But so at some point, you remember Catherine Oxenberg and her daughter, India. So now the story's driven that that Catherine's trying to get her daughter, India, out. And And by the way, as, you know, as funny as her delivery is, I do really like her. I do too, yeah. A lot of these people grew on me in different ways. But can I just say something about Mark Vicente? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's something up with him. What do you think going well, on? Well, I find it so hard to believe that he was Keith's right-hand man for how long? Mm-hmm. 12 years or something? And Keith's whole MO through this story was for him to gather um, blackmail material on people. Mm-hmm. So they could never mm-hmm. leave. So he could say, if you ever leave, I'm going to expose you. It's hard to believe that Mark Vicente showed up every day to make movies with Keith Ranieri, to videotape him, to talk to him, to watch him play volleyball. And there was never a moment that he felt like, oh, this is shady, or he was never shady. Keith never did anything inappropriate with Mark. Do you find that odd? Yeah, that he wasn't privy to more. I can see that. I I think there's probably a lot of, I mean, a lot of 
a lot, lot of, of dark secrets. Oh my and god! I mean, I I can't even the level of it's not a whole organization that has secrets and um, illegal workings. It's individual. Right. Each person involved right. has such. It's, it's very personal. It's like, that's what they did. That's what he did. It was like, what's the worst thing that you've been through? What's the worst thing that's happened? What's the secret that you don't want anyone to ever know? Um, you know, what does your lady junk look like? And then he, um, you know, holds it over their heads. By the way, I just had a great idea. Bring it. We should do nine episodes on the vow. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I cannot. By the way, I I feel like I've watched this friggin' thing three times now. I watched it when it came out. I watched it again when we were gonna do this, and then I watched it again just to freshen up my memory. Okay, listen, Tig, I want you to hear another clip. Oh boy. So Catherine Oxenberg, she's descended from royalty, and mm. at some point, you know, she calls the Queen of Yugoslavia and asks her to call someone. She's driving. A lot of car business. <laughs> She's just a lot of road trips and just silence. We're just looking looking at scenery. Guys, we are this is the clip Cheryl has thrown us to. Mom, you picked up. Oh she picked up her, oh. mo- her mom. What? I said hello. Hello, hello, darling. Listen, I, I need you to do something. Passing a farmhouse. Yes. Can you call Charles and get a direct contact with the Dalai Lama? Uh-huh. I want to tell him that my daughter is being held as a sex slave to this organization yes. because he should probably make some sort of public statement. And Charles is very close with him. Well, I did have the contact for one of the lamas there. She's driving. Remember, I've been there. She's driving. I can check back my did she say he knows one of the lamas? Yeah. I guess there's a family of llamas. I don't, I am really ignorant to the Dalai Lama situation. I thought there was just one llama. <laughs> the, the Dalai Lama. There's Uncle Llama. I mean, there's do you great know, great grandma llama. Do, do you know anything about the llamas? You know, now that you say it, I was, I did clock that as like, oh, huh. family of llamas. I thought it was okay. like the Pope where it was like, there's one Pope. And then when that Pope steps down, there's another Pope. And you thought there was one llama. I thought there was only one llama, but he knows one of the llamas. <laughs> yeah. So the Charles she was talking about was Prince, Prince Charles. Charles. Yes. Which I knew that immediately. Did you? No. I did. You did? Yeah. Of course. After knowing that she was... Um, Royalty? The, for the queen of Yugoslavia? When she casually said... Call Charles. You have to do it with an accent. Yeah. I was like, oh... This is the fun moment of we, we find out, oh, yeah. it's Prince Charles. Which, by the way, I was like, I rolled my eyes because... Because, by the way, we never hear the phone call from Prince Charles. It's like, I could call and say, oh, Brad Pitt, I'm going to call Brad Pitt. And then, uh, and it would be like, who who gives a shit? Like, anybody can say that. I mean, listen, she, but by the way, the queen probably did call Prince Charles or ha- intended to. Yeah. There was no follow-up on that. Funny. When I say funny, it's just interesting that the Dalai Lama and Prince Charles are somehow 
being drawn into this situation <laughs> that's going on right. in in Albany, New York, and Buffalo, New York, and Hollywood. It, just this craziness. And you know, I I mentioned Sarah a lot because she feels so grounded. What I find really interesting about Sarah. Sarah, the one who the New York Times article was about. Yes, yeah. She maybe didn't have as successful of a career. Right. What I find fascinating is how through this whole experience, you're watching her have these moments that are success adjacent in that she has her movie. She's starring in a movie. Mm, meta. She's in the New York Times. Mm-hmm. You know? Interesting. And she's being interviewed on radio shows and She's having all of these experiences that she wanted as an actor. So it worked. The Keith Raniere uh, (laughs) self-improvement. No, it was just, it was just really fascinating to watch because you could see in her face that these are exciting moments because she's having this moment. Right. But it's also excitement connected to catching the bad guy, right? You know, so she can't have this really authentic moment. But meanwhile, she is starring in a movie. Meanwhile, she is in this huge New York Times spread, right? It's that thing that a lot of actors and public figures, or just people you getting that sort of attention. Fame. It's called fame. Yeah, Yeah. it is interesting. Yeah. And it was it was unfortunate to see that she was getting it through this unfortunate situation, this disgusting situation, because I bet she is a talented actor, you know? Yeah. And I bet uh, anyway, well, maybe, um, maybe this is her, you know, a dancing with the stars moment. Maybe, maybe this is her. I can see See your your voice moment moment. where she's going to be catapulted into, um, you know, the everyday talk at the there's not even a water cooler anymore is there because nobody goes to work that's sad (laughs) it is sad so now oh oh, the other part about sarah having her moment was in the new york times they showed her brand Mm -hmm. you know that's close to that's in her pelvic region Mm -hmm. so that was uh it's close to her knee kneecap You really should go back and get your high school diploma because you might learn a thing or two about anatomy. Okay. Okay. And by the way, it was happening right at the Harvey Weinstein moment. Mm -hmm. So at that moment, the Me Too movement had, I was going to say birthed. (laughs) But I don't think that's the right word. (laughs) Had hit... (laughs) Maybe you should go back to school. <laughs> I definitely need to go back to school. <laughs> and that is when the Harvey Weinstein moment birthed. That can't be. John, the, back to you. That can't, be, that can't be the right word. Well, because it's not. I would say that's when the Harvey Weinstein story broke. Okay, broke. That's, I think that's a better. I think that's a better way to say it. <laughs> birthing news. <laughs> we have we have birthing news. <laughs> I'm not doing the music right, but 
There you sound like um, Wayne's World. I know. Okay. Birthing news. Birthing news. The Weinstein moment has birthed. I wonder, is there any world in which that would be correct? Wayne's World. Oh, my God. I got to pull myself together. Okay, listen. So at that moment was when the Harvey Weinstein situation was hitting the scene. Was birthed. Was birthed. And um, and so it was that. What's it called? Can I just tell you, this is completely unrelated. (laughs) What? Everything about this is unrelated. (laughs) This is so unrelated. But um, I was dating this girl years ago. And she uh, was reading the news and she turned to me and she said, oh, my gosh, an 8.0, an 8.0 earthquake just shook Taiwan. And I said, I'm sorry, are you telling me this in your own voice? Are you speaking to me in headlines? (laughs) (laughs) Would you ever really just turn to me and tell me an 8.0 earthquake just shook shook Taiwan? Taiwan. (laughs) Just shook Taiwan. That's true. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. An earthquake just shook Taiwan. I'm sorry. Put the newspaper down and speak to me like a person. (laughs) Don't speak to me in headlines. Oh, it's weird. I told you it was unrelated, but it's related. Is it? Yeah, birthing. Okay. Uh, Anyway, oh, can I? This is a sidebar. (laughs) (laughs) Sidebar. This. This podcast should be called Sidebar. <laughs> sidebar. And the sidebar would actually be the documentary that we're talking about. Well, we, that is the sidebar. Remember in uh in part one of our uh the Val series, Sidebar Sidebars. Yeah. You were saying if you had that branding that you would try to do something with it, you know, get a skin graft or something. But I happen to know that India Ended up getting a tattoo around hers. <laughs> okay. This is birthing news. <laughs> I just wanted you to know, in case you were worried, because you seem very concerned that, that these guys aren't going to know what well, to do with the course. Well, of course. Of course I'm concerned. I mean, you know, I these people... It's their bodies. He they isn't... have partners. They have children. I know. I, know. I, I see these, you know, this child, and I'm just, I'm mad that this is even connected. You know, yeah. I'm not. No, I know. I, I just, ugh. Why can't people just behave? That's, you know what? We wouldn't have a podcast if that were the case. Yes, we we would we would talk about uh, an octopus teacher uh, all the time. Octopus is one. Yeah. <laughs> One octopus teacher after another. Yeah. I highly recommend the episode. So, Tig, I know that the branding is upsetting and very upsetting to you, which is upsetting to everybody. But even Sarah found a way Mm -hmm. to have a little light moment. Take a listen. Levity? A little levity. Oh, nice. This should be an ad for Dermatrix. How to get rid of your sex cult scar brand. Sex cult brand scar. How to get rid of your sex cult. Would you like to get rid of your sex cult brand scar? This is how. The Dermatrex. Just a few motions every day, rubbing it in. 
makes that sex cop brand scar go away just easily at overtime. <laughs> I just rub the shit out of it. <laughs> I mean, well, there's still hope and happiness after that felt a like cult. the right clip to go to. Um, I feel like maybe we should have someone else throw to clips. <laughs> I feel like we were in that world. We were in the brand scar world. Yep. So I just wanted you to yeah. see that, you know, she can laugh about it. I know. Obviously, I can laugh about things, too. I just am. I'm very mad. Yes. About. Keith the, Raniere. Yeah. The deep damage emotionally, physically, in people's families, their lives. I'm jumping around, but going back to the mom, the looking for India. Catherine. You know, I Catherine can't Oxenberg. imagine. Yeah. No, I, I know. Imagine. I know. So at, at some point during this, and spoiler alert. <laughs> this is a spoiler alert. Oh, finally, a spoiler alert. <laughs> How do you decide when there's a spoiler alert? How, at what point, explain to me. I just want to know. This is like. What's triggering you to think, oh, here, I'm going to spoil everything now. Well, because this is big news. And if you haven't seen the documentary, you might want to stop the podcast. (laughs) I like that they would wait until this moment. If you have seen the documentary, you might want to pause the podcast. (laughs) Okay. So, um, <laughs> at some point, Keith is arrested. Doodly, doodly, doodly. <laughs> Birthing news. <laughs> doodly, doodly. He's arrested. He There's a uh, trial. Um, the FBI has been investigating for a long time. Keith flees from Albany to Mexico because, you know, this group in Mexico just adores him that's a weird curveball about this very weird curveball so keith ranieri allison mack we haven't talked that much about her on this one but she was a very cute actress who got involved became also became less Rhaenyra's, cute a lot less cute uh ranieri's right hand lady and she recruited all of these young women yeah into this sex trafficking world and it's really horrendous yeah i feel like there should have been more about her yeah it's really unusual that a young woman would be so willing to harm other young women it's very unusual yeah and that's where even if you don't have her personally talking about her history or something i also wanted to see what do all of these people, Bonnie and Mark and Sarah, what do they know about her, of her history that maybe would make any of this make sense? Right. I know. Because it just felt like there was just this surfacey vibe of got to catch people. I wanted something deeper about what on earth? What on earth? It what is on really, earth? it's hard. It's hard to know. You know, what also struck me was the baby videos of Keith Raniere, of the... Uh, like him playing the piano and stuff? Just of him as like a baby, like a real, Ugh. like a little tiny baby. And what happened? I know. Because that is the beginning of somebody's life. And he's this precious, cute child. And 
he essentially became a monster. Yeah. And what happened in between? Yeah. From the time he was two to the time he's three. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they do a big documentary about that year. (laughs) I would like to follow a two-year-old for a year. From two to three. (laughs) The prequel. Okay, so they're all arrested, and uh, first of all, Allison's never going to work in Hollywood again. I'll tell you that much. Well, she's <laughs> no, she's not because she's in prison. And just so you know, Tig, mm-hmm. since this documentary, uh-huh. Keith was sentenced to a hundred and twenty years in prison. Not long enough. Not long enough. I want to know uh, how much Nancy that well Nancy that little weirdo got. She we know what else is super weird about Nancy. So Nancy was also his right hand lady, and like, her daughter was her daughter. Yeah, I think she was arrested too. Well, so I guess we do need to see a season two. <laughs> <laughs> and the other documentary. There's so much information. Seduce. Listen, if if you are intrigued by this documentary and you have a the stomach for it, because this one called Seduce is really. Uh, well, I'm very interested in what happened to India. Uh, you know. Well, then I, you should watch it. Yeah, I I really hope that she came home and there's some. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Why not? Spoiler alert. <laughs> Mouth. <laughs> okay, listen. Shall we move into our um, happily ever after thoughts? Yes. Okay. All right, Tig. Um, would you recommend this series <laughs> to anyone and to whom? I don't know. I mean, if you've got a lot of time to kill. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people do because we're on lockdown. Well, right, but there's so many things to watch. That's right. There's so many things to watch. There's so many things to read. There's, you know, you could go. So no, a, uh, you're saying no. <laughs> I would, I would recommend it. Like, I mean, if if the news story interested you, because again, I followed it in the news and I I found it intriguing and fascinating that that was going on, and of course the element of this woman from that TV show being involved in sex Smallville. trafficking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like wow. Yeah, that's crazy. But it wouldn't be number one on your recommendation list. No, okay. no. Um, what about you? I because people seem really into this like oh my god the vow well I will say that the first episode I think is very good Mm -hmm. and it has a lot of information and it and you think that you're going on this roller coaster ride like Mm -hmm. you were talking about like with the staircase where it's like whoa I don't know what's gonna happen next yeah then like episode four you're like I feel like I know what's gonna happen I feel like we're just driving around Buffalo (laughs) at this point That's um, what this should have been called. It's driving around (laughs) Buffalo. (laughs) I would still recommend it. It's, uh, I think you can fast forward at at times. It's interesting. (laughs) Once again, I really hope the filmmakers are listening to this. (laughs) We're your assholes. Okay, listen, what's your biggest takeaway? You know, I, I think I thought a lot about how regardless of where you are in life or what's going on, things can change and you're you're surprisingly susceptible can be 
surprisingly susceptible to things that you maybe thought you weren't. And that that can be in any way that life changes. That's true. Yeah. When things are good and things are feeling right, you can feel like, oh, I'm going to cruise from here and all is all is good. And then you can stumble upon one bad turn. And I think it's just a reminder of that. Yeah. I think it's hard to to understand that some people are so damaged mm-hmm. and so destructive, like mm-hmm. Keith Raniere. And mm-hmm. I think that's why so many people were involved. You just can't imagine it, the way he's thinking and how um, the disregard he has for other people. Mm-hmm. So my biggest takeaway is sort of piggybacking on that, where it's like, if you have a gut instinct about something, you should follow it. Mm-hmm. If you get that pit in your stomach or if something doesn't quite feel right, just walk out of the room, give yourself a minute and honor that. Because mm-hmm. I think we don't do that enough because, oh, if other people are in the room or what will that person think about me or whatever. And I think it's, it, I think you really have to keep reminding yourself, just trust your gut. That reminds me of, are you familiar with the book called The Gift of Fear? No. It's... Uh, written by a detective who, a private Mm. detective, who talks about how people will feel it in their gut that they should cross the street if a weird person's approaching or somebody's acting a little off, but they don't cross the street or they don't protect themselves because they don't want to seem rude. And that's Mm -hmm. what the gift of fear is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you, it makes you feel crazy to do it, but just friggin' do it and don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. So you don't get involved in a cult. Yeah. All right. Well, before we go, Cheryl. Yes. Here's our review of the week okay. from Amy E. Walter. Okay. It's titled A New Favorite. Love this podcast and listen to all the eps, even if I haven't seen the documentary. Tig and Cheryl are the best exclamation point. I've been recommending this to all my friends and regularly bug my friend Lisa, who is a huge Tig fan, to listen. Please give Lisa a shout out, Tig. No, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) You're not going to be manipulated into that. No, you know, I have a a pit in my gut that's telling me that this is the gift of fear. I feel like I'm being lured into something. You're not something falling that, for this. No way. No. Uh-uh. And if you're a real fan of mine, Lisa, then you'll appreciate that I say, no, I'm not going to give you a shout out. <laughs> it's you think I'm, if you, if you follow me, you know good and well that I'm not someone that gives shout outs. Hey, here's a shout out to, and that's nothing against you. Don't take the it personally. Yeah. That's asking me to give a shout out, Amy E. Walter. But I'm not I'm just not a shout out person. Mm-hmm. I don't give high fives. I don't give shout outs. Okay. I'll I'll do a show and sometimes people say, Hey, I have a friend in that city you're going to. Can you give him a shout out? No, I'm not giving someone a shout out. I have a show to do. All right. So uh Amy E. Walter also says, I'd love to hear Tig and Cheryl do an episode on the documentary Free Solo, which I believe mm. I saw in Canada with mm. our producer Thomas Willett. Mm. Uh he's shaking his head, yes. Yeah, so I was correct. All right. Uh keep leaving us reviews, 
you wonderful listeners, you, you have been leaving such great reviews and it's so fun to read. And again, Thomas and Gabby, our producers, send reviews and emails our way. And it's just, um, it's a real joy it and is. it's hard to pick yes. which one to, uh, to put on the show, but maybe we'll choose your review. Cheryl, yeah? do you have anything to plug? Uh, I'm going to say no. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to plug yeah? all nine episodes of The Vow. The Vow. <laughs> um, yes. What, you should listen to Tig and Cheryl True Story. I think I'm on a new sh- I think I'm I mean, I know. <laughs> I know I'm on an episode. There's no way of knowing. An episode of, of this crazy new show, The Masked Dancer. Are you, is that your thing now? Is I don't know. I seem to be in all the masked anything I seem to be a part of. It's, it's weird. Somehow I got involved and I'm part of the circle. The world. I was Mm going to say cult, but I didn't dare. Well, I would like to plug um, my podcast, Don't Ask Tig. And my episode this week is with Reese Witherspoon. (gasps) Oh, finally, we got a name. Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, it's it's fun doing this show with you, Cheryl. It is fun, Tig. It's not at all educational to anyone, but Mm-mm. should we do it again? Yeah, let's do it again. Let's do it again. <laughs> Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Tig Notaro, and Cheryl Hines. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willette. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willette, with music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really, really appreciate the feedback. You can email us at tigandcherylTrueStory at gmail.com. On next week's episode, we talk about the documentary called Tig. That was a HeadGum Podcast.